The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value, and so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and delighted to welcome you back to another Business Elevation Show today. And firstly, before I start, uh, let me say a big thank you to uh, Jeremy Nicholas. Um, we replayed his show last week. I was... Uh, looking after about, uh, I think it was 17, 10-year-olds at my son's birthday party. So um, play, replayed an old show, one that I really loved, which was about how to entertain and engage more in business. And Jeremy Nicholas certainly knows how to do that as an after-dinner speaker and also the, uh, the commentator for West Ham Football Club for, for many, many years. So if you're really interested in finding out more about communication and uh, you know what Mr. Moon leaving the building meant, then do go back and listen to that show. It's, uh, it's a really good one. So um, today my guest is uh, Stephanie Winters. And I'm really excited to welcome Stephanie to the show. We're going to talk about listening differently and how to really do that. It's a skill, I think, that is so important in business. It's, uh, it's a skill that uh, some people, I think, uh, undervalue at their peril. Now, I first met Stephanie. Stephanie uh, lives over in, in New York in the United States, and I first met her in the UK, and, and she very kindly came along and uh, spoke and entertained her as with her cello in, uh, in Birmingham in, in England. It's an event that I was hosting as part of the Professional Speaking Association. And I was, just felt so honored to, uh, to sit there and be, uh, be inspired by uh, the incredible... Uh, cello skills of Stephanie, and then for, us to, for her to talk and, uh, and share with us her thoughts about listening. And it really did resonate uh, big time with me. And, uh, you know, I just really thought hard about uh, the importance of listening and also the links between music and between business. So you know, I think we've got a real treat uh, today. Now, effective listening, it produces change and it creates possibilities. Uh, Stephanie Winters is an expert at illustrating the power of listening and helping us to explore ways to listen differently. After more than two decades of playing the cello to literally thousands and thousands of people across the globe, Stephanie came to understand that listening like a musician is a valuable skill that really transfers to work as well as everyday life. She created uh, Listen Differently, which is a collection of keynotes, workshops and concerts that anyone can access uh, to help them uh, really access their own power of listening and get the listening edge. Stephanie's original take on listening was featured at both the American and British conferences on servant leadership. Numerous clients worldwide have benefited from her message, including Commonwealth Bank of Australia, the World Bank, the United Nations. Her presentations are enjoyed in the academic world with audiences at Harvard University and institu institutions throughout the US, Europe and Asia. 
Um, presentations this spring include the Institute of Advanced Study as well as London Business School, where she's a preferred contributor. So a huge welcome to Stephanie Winters. And today what we're going to do is we're going to start this a little bit differently. And uh, Stephanie has very kindly uh, taken a cello with her from New York to uh, New Jersey today just to play uh, a little introductory piece for us. I really wanted you to just uh, have the opportunity to listen to Stephanie Winters. So uh, over to Stephanie. That was absolutely amazing. Thank you, Stephanie. Uh, Chris, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to play. Well, thank you, uh, Stephanie. That was that was just incredible. It really was. I I you know I enjoyed that uh, enormously, and it'll be one of those mem- memorable moments on the on the show. And what was it that you were playing there? I was playing one of my favorite pieces of music in the world. It's the Courant which is a movement from the first Bach cello suite, and it's a dance. And I thought uh, dance is a good metaphor for business and for having a good day to dance through it. So we'll start with a dance. And do you find find playing a piece like that, you were playing it obviously just yourself uh, to us on the radio, but not without a huge audience around you sort of visible? Is Is it different for you? It is, yes, um, because one of the most important aspects of being a performer is to listen to the audience. And when the audience is um, listening from a, through their uh, radios and computers and however people listen today, you have to sort of imagine the audience. So, um, But yes, I definitely imagine the people listening to what I'm playing. I had, the, I had the pleasure a few years ago of interviewing uh, Chris White, who played saxophone for Dire Straits. Uh, oh, right. And uh, I think his biggest audience was, was Live Aid, with a couple of billion people kind of watching and, and a big audience. And he said the hardest thing for him is to sit in a room with maybe five people watching him. Mm-hmm. I was like, really yes. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so what, what attracted you to the cello? And, you know, and, and what, 
And what does it take to become you know, an elite performer like yourself? Well, um, when I was a kid, I went to the music teacher and said I want to play the violin. And she said, oh, we have too many violinists. How about the bass? And I saw this giant instrument taller than me across the room. And I thought, there's no way I'm carrying that around. <laughs> and uh, she said, um, how about the cello? And I looked at the cello and the cello looked at me and... Uh, that was it. Uh, I feel like at nine years old, I committed to what I was going to do for the rest of my life. So, it was kind um, of the first sight then. Yes. <laughs> um, and what does it take to be um, to realize our potential? I, um, my potential as a cellist, and um, I, I think first and foremost is to love what what I do. And I I've heard that it's almost a cliche, but to have the the tenacity and to get through the ups and downs, I think you have to just really love it. And I do. And I think there's also a dose of impracticality because it doesn't always make sense to follow what you love, but um, we've, we've got to do what we've got to do. And I, I feel that way as a cellist and also as an entrepreneur, you know, that I, I have an idea to do something with my business and I, I forge ahead and I, I follow that voice inside of me that, that tells me to do it. There's also a, a uh, you mentioned the double bass there, but a cello is still quite a big instrument, isn't it? It's so it's still uh, quite, a quite, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite big. And uh, my publishing company is called how heavy is that thing? Because that is the question I get more than anything. Um, uh, do you wish you played the flute and how heavy is that thing? Um, and uh, it, the answer is uh, depending on which cello case, it's between 12 and 20 pounds. But it's very awkward. <laughs> so. I, I, I play the guitar, nothing like as as well as you do the cello. But I, I do sometimes get asked to take it to speaking events, and you know, when I do, my heart slightly sinks because it means to be taking a Marshall stack and things like that in my car, which is so impractical. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know the feeling then. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I did, did lump it across uh, into a hotel in Lum London. Several have to go backwards several times, and then after the event, you've got to obviously clear your gear as well, away as well. So mm -hmm. it's quite a quite a big thing. What I, I wonder, you know, what I didn't say a lot of in the introduction, uh, and and it's probably not in your bio, which on the Voice American site is uh, is some of the people that you've played with and the the mm -hmm. events and things you've played at. I mean, what have been the the highlights of your uh, your cello playing career ah. who have you enjoyed playing alongside I would say um, one of the highlights of people I've played with was certainly I toured for five years with Richie Havens who's uh, was an American folk singer who opened the Woodstock Festival and had a song called Freedom that helped to define the whole counterculture of the 60s. Uh, and that was uh, had many thrills, including opening the Cannes Film Festival, which was broadcast to like 30 or 40 million people around the world live. Uh, and then I played with two British singers on Saturday Night Live, Ellie Goulding and Corinne Bailey Ray. And uh, I think people can find those on YouTube. And uh, the, that was thrilling. So those are the glamour, the glamour moments. And I would say um, when I met my now husband, we got to know each other by 
talking on the phone and I used to play the cello for him over the phone. He was in Thailand and I was in New York. So the cello has really paved the way of um, my life. So, Wow, so it was quite a, quite a long distance uh, relationship. Yes, it is, still is. <laughs> Although he, he's British, he lives in uh, Leeds. So I've spent a lot of time in the UK. <laughs> so I, I guess... Um, I guess what you do, you're, you're, you're traveling a lot and uh, you get used to that sort of lifestyle. But you, you now work with some, some pretty amazing organizations and, uh, you know, as a speaker. And you speak about listening differently. And, of course, you take your cello with you too. What, what do you think people take from your work? And why do you think they, they really need to listen differently? You know, this is... Um, this is an interesting question, and I, I have on one hand, sir, uh, on one hand, I have the answer um, which I'm going to give you, and on the other hand, it's a mystery. You know, I think um, people are awakened when I do my presentation. I think it wakes up uh, something deep inside them that often goes to sleep in our day-to-day lives, and I think in some ways my biggest offering is to wake up the whole person, their mind, body, and spirit, and to get them asking some questions. And I think when we go to that level um, within ourselves, we become more powerful, we become more compelling as leaders, I think we tap into deeper truths, and I think these are all completely applicable to work and business. Uh, yeah, I think you. I think you're right. I think you do. I'm just thinking back now to that, to what you've just played, and to the, you know, to the moments that I saw you um, play your cello in Birmingham, and uh, you know, just having the opportunity. I think felt felt a privilege actually to to sit and listen to that when you know you're maybe performing in front of thousands of people, but to have somebody in 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 the room who can play like you can, and then with the the tone and the intonation of the the cello there, your mm-hmm. mind sort of starts to drift, and you're right. You sort of, you know, hook into deeper, deeper levels. You say you say truths, but emotions and memories mm-hmm. and. Um, yes, I think that's when I played for the Commonwealth Bank of Australia. They were rolling out a five-year plan, and when I talked to them about what I do, he said. Well, that's what we need. We need our people to listen differently. We need them to think and in new ways. This, this is this is perfect. And I was a bit of a surprise. And when you know, there I'm in their headquarters in their New York City high-rise office tower, and I bring out my cello. Everyone's like, "What's going on here?" And that is part of the power of it: is sort of putting them into a uh, slightly uh, unusual space where they don't know what's going to happen. And at the end of my presentation, someone said, "When you're, when I was a kid, I didn't think about being a banker. I wanted to be a rock star or a baseball player. And now I realize, like, how important it is what I do." And I don't know what I said that made him connect to that part, that meaning inside of him. Um, but somehow the cello, the resonance of it, and like you said, being in the presence of live live instruments, and particularly the cello, which is so deep and beautiful in its tone, helps people connect, make connections. And I don't. I was very moved by what he said, and I don't know how that impacted things, but there was a level of excitement and motivation with that group as they then moved into taking on their five-year plan. Yeah, yeah. 
And I think what, what it can do, I think it can help you maybe access and think about how you access your creativity a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, um, I was with somebody, an old friend of mine, I've not seen for many years this, this week, a guy called Mike Dixon, and he has a part of a company called Melly, and they're into category management. And what they did, he showed me as part of a pitch for a, a bread company, is they, they, they created this wonderful video, uh, which was about kind of rising up. And, and it was very, it was quite emotional and moving, and the client had not seen anything like that, and it really captured their imagination. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that was, they created a special emotional link, I think, and I think your, you know, your cello does that. and Maybe it reminds us to, um, to create that emotional link more often with people. Yes, and I think when we have that emotional link within ourselves, we are, you know, that sense of intuition, that sense of um, perception, our perception is is heightened. And I, I think when we have that connection within ourselves, then we can see the other person and connect with them. So it, it just sort of puts us in an upward spiral or however, whatever image you want, a downward sp- spiral into depth, but I mean a positive sort of um, a virtuous loop. Excellent. Well, on the, that note of a virtuous loop, we're going to have a commercial break now just for a couple of minutes. But do join us after the break because we're going to start to look at uh, how we can listen differently, um, how can it help us realize more of our potential in the workplace and the different levels of listening that we really need to be aware of. So do join us in a couple of minutes. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading Conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time.
You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, I'm with Stephanie Winters. We're talking about Listen Differently. And, and Stephanie, before the break, we were you were talking a bit about your background and about um, the cello and you know, what it starts to do for people uh, when, you, when you play it and uh, maybe some of the, the benefits when you're with organizations. But how do you think listening differently, you know, how do you think it can really help us realize even more of our potential in the workplace? Well, as you noted in in your opening, I think listening is a key skill in business and in life, and we're we're doing it all the time. I mean, uh, we are even listening in our sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't turn off our auditory receptors, so we're listening all the time. And I think my message is around this idea that we can focus our listening, we can change our listening, we can bring our listening into our, our consciousness. And that's what I mean by listening like a musician. Musicians are consciously directing and focusing their listening as they play. We listen to uh, the technical realities. We listen to the emotional realities. We're listening to the room. We're listening in all these different ways and moving between these different kinds of listening. And li- that's what listening like a musician is. So what the business person can do is instead of being on a kind of autopilot when they listen, they can think about what's important here. How am I going to choose to focus my listening? And if people just take away that one step, they will have greatly empowered themselves. Hmm. Now, now musicians do do listen at a, a deep level and, you know, you must you must really have to do that when you're playing a piece like you just played now with its all its its emotion and you know different changes in pace and and and, and tone and also then when you're playing with a you know a team of musicians in a when you mentioned that you play with recently with Ellie Goulding and mm-hmm. like that can, can anybody listen like a musician or is it something that you've really got to put many hours of learning into i think um we have we start wherever we are and there's all you know different levels of musicians so if you're just starting out with this idea of listening i would say you're not maybe listening like you would after a few years of focusing on your listening but if you're if you're making choices around how you're listening then i would say yes you're listening like a musician and and, and do you it, when when you're when you're listening like a musician and you're listening uh, to a piece you're playing or you know, an orchestral piece or whatever it is, you know, that's a specific moment. Uh, mm-hmm. do you, by, by working on your listening skills, do you open up the possibility to just generally listen more or is it more a conscious choice to move into this mode of listening? I think I think both can happen. I think as we become more conscious and we practice our listening, then our unconscious listening improves too. So as a, you know, I have something I call the three levels of listening. And the first level is just listening for the facts. In music, that would be the notes, the rhythm, the melody, um, all the, the technical facts of the music. In the conversation, that would be the words and the content 
um, all the information, all the stuff that you could write down very easily if someone was scribing what the conversation. And then the second level of listening is the less tangible stuff, which is sometimes the most powerful, the emotion, the feeling, the pacing, the rhythm. Does uh, what someone's saying sort of feel right? How is uh, that you're listening inside yourself for how the conversation is landing? And then there's the third level of putting it together, you know, the the facts and the feelings and are they in alignment and are they making sense? And I, I think that's the, the sort of higher level of listening because when people feel that there's alignment between the content and the intangibles, that's when someone's believable and that's when there's a real sort of spark and that's when we know something feels right. And if if something's telling us something doesn't feel right here, there's probably a disconnect between that content and the intangibles. So, so we're not we're not just talking here about listening for sound. We're we're talking about we're using our ears within that process, but it's not just mm-hmm. an auditory. Exactly. Yes, it's it's you know listening is uh, it's it's a word that for me, encompasses so many dimensions, if you will. Um, there's listening um, for inside ourselves, and there's listening. Um, sometimes I like to go into a coffee shop, and if um, I'm by myself, I will just sort of play a game with myself, and I'll listen to the whole room, and I'll think, how does this room feel? Like, what's go- where's like where are the hot spots? What's going on? And then I'll sort of focus my listening without looking I'll just sort of focus my listening till the far corner and see if I can hear what's going on like what's that conversation across the room and I'll sort of bring my listening in and it's uh it's it's a very um interesting way to sort of be in the moment and and learn about a room and learn about people it's a kind of instead of people watching it's like people listening (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I've noticed myself, I, I sort of seem to listen out for much more than uh, than I would have maybe 10 years ago is serendipity. Mm. Uh, and what I've noted, I've noticed you know, so much more, I noticed so much serendipity. And you know, I had a meeting yesterday with a fascinating uh, company and individual, and I just felt drawn to speak to him on the train. <laughs> and quite right. quite bizarre, but we uh, we I thought I might have recognised him. He thought he might have recognised me. We swapped cards, and he was actually probably the exact person that I needed to speak to at that point in time about what I was thinking about in our business. And mm. So serendipitous. So I tend to I tend to look out for that more. And, and but I've not necessarily thought about it as listening, but I guess it is. I think it is, and that's um, that choice you're making. That's the concept that I'm really. That's my message: make choices about your listening. Just don't go through life on autopilot. Don't go through the day. Don't go through that meeting. Don't go through that phone call. That sales um, opportunity. Don't be on autopilot, because when people feel that you're listening, they become more present. You know, it's it's contagious. And so many people are distracted when they're multitasking, they're talking on the phone and writing an email, or they're they're texting, or excuse me, I have to text. That kind of multitasking sends a message 
um, that there's something more important than being in this moment with you. And if someone puts their phone away and really pays attention, that's incredibly powerful as a business tool. I think you're right. I, th- I think it's probably is what you're know, paying attention to to the 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 impact that you're probably having on other people by not listening. So I'm just I'm just mindful. I, I was a little frustrated today, and then I've got um I'll, I'll mention them even if they hear this. I don't mind. But uh, a client who who has postponed a number of meetings with me. I've not had anybody in nine years who's kind of behaved like that sort of consistently. Mm. It's a culture in the company. But what they they aren't aware of is the consequence that has on me. <laughs> they're thinking about it because they're that busy. Um, right. And they're, the client. they're thinking of it from their perspective, but has quite a consequence on me and my goodwill. Yes. And, um, you know, I have, because of my career as a performer, had my share of meeting quite famous people. And what I'm always impressed by, and I've heard other people say this too, is so-and-so made me feel like I was the only person in the room. Mm. And how did they do that? They were completely listening. Mm. They were completely present. They were taking in everything completely. It's incredibly powerful, and it's free, and it's, it, you can, it's just a choice we make. I think that's what you, you identify there. That's when you, you sometimes you know, occasionally meet people, and it is it's often occasional, occasional, and it, they come across to you as having so much wisdom, and some of that wisdom is often not just in what they're saying, it's in how they're being, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's that, that really taking that time to make somebody feel special because you are deeply listening to them. And it doesn't have to take long. It's really quality over quantity. I, I, um, I interviewed, I don't know if you, do you know Marshall Thurber? Oh, I'm sorry, I don't. No, I interviewed Marshall Thurber. He's, he's if, you, if you Google him, he's a, he's a fascinating man um, who was uh, very influenced in his early days by uh, Buckminster Fuller, who he got to, oh, right. got to know. And he's worked with, he's, he's worked with uh, all sorts of people as, um, as, as a coach, um, but also does, I think legal things and he's got a when I mentioned spoke to him he had about six or seven homes around the world so he's an interesting character and one of the things that really struck me after the interview was that he spent maybe 10-15 minutes after the call and he was really interested in me and I asked him the question I said you know what's been from your perspective what is the number one um, learning you've got about success and successful people and he said it's this he said um, successful people are more interested than interesting. Mm. Um, and I took that away as a very powerful message. I, I love that. And I completely agree. And, you know, it just to, in this conversation, because you're listening intently to me, I'm saying things I've never said before in an interview and making connections about my message that I haven't quite articulated in this way because we're in something that's genuinely unfolding. And that's what listening like a musician is. It's being in what is an unfolding in this moment because as a musician, we're, we have to be in that 
creative unfolding because we never know exactly what's going to happen. So we're in this sort of, in a, in a pleasurable sense, in a kind of high alert state. And, and then when the music's over, we can dial it down. And I think that quality of listening, we dial it up and we dial it down. He dialed that up after your phone call for that 15 minutes and it left such an impression on you. And, you know, anyone can do this. Mm. And, and one thing that's just come to my mind listening to you as well is that there's a difference with, you know, some of the pieces I know you play, you just played a beautiful piece and I know there's a very, very difficult bark. Um, what do you describe it as a sweet? I don't, I don't know what yes. you describe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, um, which I know you play is very, very difficult. Um, one of the hardest things to play on the, che- the cello. And, and actually to that, there is some, you know, some structure to it, isn't there? But when we Absolutely. play in- instruments and we improvise, uh, sometimes we can create real beauty in that as well. And, and in, in business, sometimes we operate to structure, but sometimes some of the, the beauty comes from that balance with improvisation. Yes. And the, even the, the why the Bach is the holy grail for cellists is because even though the music is written down and the notes are there and we have to hit those particular notes and those particular rhythms. There's a whole host of improvisation involved in the musical, the intangible aspects of the music. So uh, if I think the parallel for someone in business, let's say someone in sales has a script they have to follow or you know they have to hit certain points in what they're saying. There's still a tremendous opportunity to be in what is truly unfolding in the moment and responding to who they're talking to or pitching to. So what what does it mean to really listen for content? I would say those are the, you know, the like the hard facts. So the for starters someone's name. Um if uh um you're in conversation with them and you're asking them content. Usually we start with content questions. We might ask, how are you? Um, or we do that in America anyway. <laughs> um, but, oh, um, where do you go to next? That would be, that's a factual question. Um, I would say a sort of less tangible question would be, or a question with a sort of more open-ended um, sort of meaning would be, well, how's that going for you? That's a wide open question where someone can answer that in many different ways with content. Oh, we hit, we hit this sales target or, wow, we're really struggling. Um, or, you know, and then you can sort of investigate based on uh, how someone responds. So you're listening to the op- opportunity there to ask a, a really intelligent question mm-hmm. that enables people to open up and respond with the possibilities. Yes. But they may have not actually put into conscious thought. Yes. And, uh, you know, I do some coaching and what coaching is in essence is helping people to find the truth within themselves. And we do that by listening, but I think it's also extremely valuable in, um, for in business and, we're talking about sales, but what about leadership? You know, if someone's managing a group of people, one of the most important things for employee engagement is that people feel heard. And because if you really take in what someone says and you value it, 
that is almost more important to them than what, if you follow their advice or not, if they really feel genuinely considered and heard, that has great meaning for employees. Hmm. Well, you just give me, me a connection there because uh, employee engagement is one of the, the big uh, areas that we work on as a, a, a business. Um, so I can see uh, really, really do get that. People do need to feel, do need to feel heard. And uh, it's about, you have to, people have to feel heard to, to realize that you, for you to capture their hearts, really, as well as their minds, mm-hmm. I think. And also there's, you know, talk about content. If you're really hearing them, you might get ideas. Even if you don't follow it, it might help you connect dots um, for an important decision. So it's it's a benefit for the employee and their commitment and their engagement, but you're also getting information. People are revealing themselves. They are indeed, yeah, and which enables you to respond, make better decisions, build better relationships, uh, lots of benefits. Exactly. Lots of benefits. And I would say what you're describing, you know, it's, it, can be, it can be part of those ingredients between, you know, good to great. Yes. Yes, exactly. And, I, you know, um, I, my relationship with this music of the Bach that I played at the opening of the show, I've been playing this music for over 40 years. I, you know, it's, I started um, when I was quite a young cellist, I started playing this music. And yet it's still challenging for me um, because I'm, I'm going deeper and deeper within myself. And what I realized when I, I picked this music back up about five years ago, the Bach cello suites, that was my midlife crisis. I thought I this is the greatest music written for the cello. I have to revisit it. And what I realized was the power in the music was in my listening you know, I could change my cello strings, I could change my bow, I could change all these things, but it was the listening. The music really is in the listening. It's very true, isn't it? A, a, great, a great player can, you know, I think often you know, pick up a, a, a poor instrument. And I've noticed yes. with, with guitars, you know, pick up a guitar that, you know, you think is actually really rubbish and make it sound great. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, there's, uh, there's, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've had friends who are great musicians, and they'll be at a party or something, and they'll pick up the kid's toy ukulele or something, and they'll do something, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's really plausible on it, because they're bringing, you know, who they are to it, and the, the instrument is really the amplifier for what's inside of us. We're going to go to commercial break again now. After the break, do come back. We're going to talk about meaning and then look about how we pull all of this together. And um, so do come back. There's some great uh, content to come after the break. So I'll be back with you in just a couple of minutes. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy. With co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass, Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? 
Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, it's Chris Cooper with uh, Stephanie Winters. We're talking about Listen Differently. And Stephanie, before the break, you talked about listening for content uh, listening for meaning, and then really putting those two together. So do you want to share your thoughts on meaning? I would say meaning is the in, the more intangible elements of the of what we're hearing. And so it's the emotion and the the feeling, and I think also listening within ourselves of how we're responding to what's happening. So then what meaning does this have? So the, you know, the information is going into our brain and then we're making decisions about it. And I think that's where the meaningful listening is sort of in the, you know, that processing aspect of, of the experience. And do you think, I mean, as human beings, we, we're meaning machines, really. We, we're continuously making mm. things mean things, but it might not always be the reality or it might only just be an Im- you know, uh, our perception based upon our, our background. Do you think we need to be sometimes listening carefully to make sure we're assigning the most appropriate or most productive meaning to the situation? I think that's a brilliant point. And I would even say it's a great exercise to listen and try not to give meaning. Mm. I think especially, um, you know, when we're listening to something we don't agree with. You know, we it kind of can get our emotions going, and if we can just stay neutral and sort of um, present with the possibilities of what this could mean, uh, that that's a that's a real practice. That's that's a very high level of listening, <laughs> <laughs> but it, not getting caught up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think if you can, you know, you, it has a, that has the possibility to transform people's lives, doesn't it? Uh, yes. You know, rather than putting things through a negative filter, uh, just being mindful uh, of how we are and the fact that we do put meanings behind things and someone might have upset us, but actually, you know, they might have been giving us the honest truth, uh, but mm-hmm. we made a meaning to it and then we, it impacted our behavior and how we felt towards them. And then we, you know, told lots of other people about it and, you know, things can escalate when actually 
if we'd in the first place, if we'd really, really grounded ourselves and we'd we'd either not associated a meaning to it or thought there's several meanings to this, um, mm-hmm. and not let it impact our mood and behaviour, life could be a lot easier, couldn't it? And more productive. I, yes, I think that's a, a fabulous point, and I think that's where we can practice our listening. And you know, with music, there are no there are no uh, there are no words in in the instrumental music, so it gives us space to sort of experience what's it like when I'm not, you know, what's it like for it to be neutral in a sense in terms of those those words, and um, sort of anchor ourselves back to there's there's different ways to listen, there's different ways to experience this, and uh, you know as um, I talked about going into a coffee shop and practicing my listening. Why something like that is a, a good practice is because there's no, there's no consequences for us. It, and I think when we get engaged in, in that negative cycle of adding meaning, it's usually because there's a serious consequence for us. So it's good to sort of practice when there isn't a consequence. And I think that helps build that muscle of staying, uh, you know, staying neutral and seeing more possibilities. Excellent. So how do we put this together then into something we can really use, you know, for example, building better relationships with our teams, we're considering content and meaning. I think first off, um, pay attention to your listening. If that's all people take away from this, you're already going to be a better listener if you just think, how am I listening? So that's, <laughs> that's re, it's really can be that simple. If you want to kind of t- take it to the, to the next level, um, making, turn off your cell phone yeah. <laughs> or put it away. Don't distract yourself. Give something a hundred percent of your focus it's incredibly powerful for the person you're communicating with. If we even think our cell phone might ring or ping, it, the level of distraction is incredible. The level of cognitive ability goes way down. So that's a really, those are like, I think it's really good to give people things that are completely actionable and simple as anything to do. And those, those are my two prescriptions. <laughs> <laughs> things things simple yeah social media can be a nightmare can't it for that for or yeah or that, that or oh yeah and it's that thing you know there's so much um you know other people's cell phones ringing in the environment and there's we're we're so fast-paced and we're so um quickly moving from thing to thing remember the power of giving someone 100% of your attention, whether it's, it's in a business meeting or you have given it all at work and you get home and you're tired and what if you just spend like a few moments really, really with your child or your spouse? I guarantee you things are going to, yeah. they're going to feel that and it, it shows that you care. Yes. Yes. And if you're, if you're, uh, are being distracted by Facebook and things like that and you need to you know, need to get focused on what's important. You can, I know you can, you can Google and find some of your, your videos online and things like that. Maybe listen to Stephanie Winters and, uh, uh, and just focus in on um, what's important, really. Um, any thoughts on how you best practice your listening? Um, I think, um, you know, to, again, I'm sort of repeating myself here, but just do it, you know. So, 
Um, you can, you know, there's all ways to have little reminders from, you know, putting a rubber band around your wrist mm. um, to leaving yourself a note um, to, you know, at the end of the day, just taking a moment and thinking, you know, um, how am I feeling? You know, what's going on? What happened? Check in with yourself. Check in with your inner voice. I'm just thinking as, as so I, I wrote a book about the power to get things done, whether you feel like it or not. And, uh, uh, and we also, in, within that, recognize people use all sorts of different techniques to make sure they get things done. And if, if one of your intentions is to, uh, to listen and listen differently, uh, maybe a strategy to help you do that might be, for example, asking your team or asking your, your partner, um, somebody that you're with in the day, how, how, on a scale of one to ten, how listened to was I today? Um, maybe wow that's a good one thank you maybe that could help get some feedback from somebody else now you've been on I know hundreds of CDs and you've spoken and worked with businesses around the world I mean what's next for you ah um, I have become very interested in uh, neuroscience and movement and how that impacts um, our our abilities um, from physical performance, because that's very important for for musicians, to also cognitive performance and just good health. So uh, I've been learning about transegrity, which is, you know, a Buckminster Fuller concept. Ah. Um, so it's interesting that you brought that up earlier. So um, <laughs> but there's, a, there's all, um, you know, uh, I'm very interested in learning about the the body and the fascia, and I believe we do a lot of listening, actually not just with our ears, but with our our skin, if you will, if our mm-hmm. our whole body is really a receptor that's sort of taking in um, information and transmitting information. So I'm I'm interested in neuroscience. Fabulous. Well, I, I want to leave us with a little bit of time for you to play us out today. Um, so. I wondered if you could maybe just share with us some final messages, the messages that you'd like to leave us with. Um, I would say try listening with your eyes closed. And I love that we're doing a radio interview and that there's no visual because uh, it's really different to experience um, something when there's just auditory information. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're talking to someone on the phone, and it's an important moment and you want that real presence, try closing your eyes and seeing how that deepens your listening. Well, I certainly think today that we've, uh, we've listened differently in this interview. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking with you, Stephanie. And, Thank you. you know, Likewise. Uh, and, uh, and I think uh, the, the, the points you've made about that we can listen like a musician, we can listen deeper, uh, we can listen for content, listen for meaning, you know, bringing those things together. And, and I really do believe that, you know, that is the difference between good to great. If you can listen for what your, your customers need, you can listen to what your employees need, you can listen to what your people, your family need, you know, that must have the opportunity to, to transform. Well, I, you know, people talk about executive presence and charisma, and I believe the people who have incredible charisma and presence are really good listeners, and they're deeply in the moment listening. 
I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Well, um, once again, uh, thank you, Stephanie. And I'd love to give you the opportunity to play us out today. Um, for, if you want to find out some more information about Stephanie Winters, go to www.listendifferently.com. I'm sure there'll be information on there about, um, you know, you've got CD, Stephanie, and the things that you're up to. And I'd also recommend Googling as well, Stephanie Winters, and having a look at uh, her playing. There's one um, YouTube video on there when you play the whole Bark Suite within your speech, and that's really worth listening to. So, uh, Stephanie, would you like to play us out? Yes, here is some more Bach. to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more, achieve more. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management